0: Hello everyone, Um, welcome back to the Human Library. Um, We would like to start this podcast by saying that I'm actually super thrilled to be back. It's been a couple of weeks which I had to be absent because I had some things here and there that I had to take care of, Um, but I'm very excited um, doing this episode again with you you guys. Miss your ugly
1: face. (laughs) You better do.
0: i hope you'll enjoy the past episodes not that much though because i was not there but <laughs> um i really hope you enjoy them um so i guess we're st- we're starting this bitch. yes we're doing
2: this yeah.
3: <laughs> okay i'm gonna pass the mic over aslan all right um so what are we talking about today well um i, I i'll start with um Again, I always reference the past episode, but I'll, I'll reference the past one again um, for those. Because I think they kind of tie in together mm-hmm. a little bit. And we always like to, you know, when we finish an episode, we always think, like, how do we start? What are we talking about the next one? Right. So and it's always like uh, there has to be some kind of connection. It makes it easier to build up and it makes sense. Um, so the last one we talked about, the shadow, the dark aspects of our personality, things that we repress. Um and we touched a little bit upon um, the the mass society, right? The individual in a society, and how it affects us, how it affects our psychology, right? Because um, one of the ways the shadow can develop and become way worse is through the our interaction with the mass society and the persona that we build up to fit in, right. And um, that's also something that is echoed in the, the American Psycho, where it's like this persona and then, you know, underneath it's all this like repressed anger. And so talking about that and then we thought, why not expand a little bit on it by talking about what Jung um, extensively studied as well and um the 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 plight of the individual in a, in a mass society in a in a industrialized i think um, mass i think by society. far
2: Carl Jung is our favorite reference in the podcast
3: yeah i mean he it's 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 really interesting because like um with jung like uh, i think like he was the main inspiration source i would say for this episode as well like yeah. for in my case i tried to when i was doing research i tried to like look into some other references as well and we will hopefully bring them together mm-hmm. like Nietzsche um, and try to like see how the ideas play around and see how we can combine them interestingly but yeah Jung's work I think the main Jung's work that I will be referencing all well, two of them but the one is like the spiritual problem of modern man that I um i read and every time you read young it's like crazy thing because it's just like you read like one paragraph or something and then he mentions something in a sentence and there's so much information there that i think i need i like i need to dissect this like you, you can't just read and like, okay moving on to the next sentence
2: yeah like yeah I, I feel the same thing with nietzsche but yeah. nietzsche would read the same chapter again and again mm-hmm. and hopefully you would get like 20 percent out of it yeah because <laughs> it's uh yeah he's writing is a bit like um, uh,
3: yeah to to but yeah, to put some context for our listeners as well, I mean, um I think we should begin from the the man the not the birth of the modern man, let's say, because um according to Jung, um the problems that we are facing today are problems of the modern world and the modern man, and the modern man is a very different. Creature, let's say, from what was before the secularization and industrialization. Um, and one parallels that Jung um, creates between the modern man and the ancient man. That's, And I find that very interesting to me because... First of all, I'm like not a religious person myself. So to me, it's always very interesting to... Be able to explore the mind, the psychology of a person who is religious. Because a lot of times when Jung talks about the ancient man, right? um, He always, it's always in a very, in a way where it's like, oh, this is what a really like a religious person, the way they think. And it's almost kind of incomprehensible to me a little bit, but it's very interesting at the same time. Because according to Jung, the ancient man is. First of all, uh, well, I'll just use like an example from ancient Greece because you'll use that a lot. But you can say like Egypt or um, Ro- Rome, but like Rome was already a bit less, I would say. Um, but yeah, like uh, Sumerians, you know, the the ancient cultures, which were more in tune with nature. And that's the main key differentiator is that they were closer to nature. So they saw the natural natural cycles they were much more in tune with nature and therefore more in tune with themselves. Um And for example, like one of the things I found a few interesting things that I'm going to share. One of them is the, well, the gods, the, 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 the pantheon of gods, you know, and, and how they had, and, and to, to people in the modern day, it's always a kind of a mystery. Like, you know, it's like, what is that? You know, like, it's like superheroes or something. You have like these, you know like this god does that it has this power mm. and that power but yeah according to jung they are um and if you have never heard of this concept this w- will be quite interesting for you um it was for me when i first learned about it it's that the the like all the different gods are representations of our own internal motivations and drives basically mm. so they come from within us and they are externalized um and that's the main key differentiator as well between the, the ancient man and the modern man. The modern man, is his, his inner world is internalized completely. But for the ancient man, it was externalized. So they projected their internal world on... Um, well, one of the things is on stars in the sky. That's how we have the horoscopes. Mm. It, was, it was the internal drama of the human psyche that was projected into the sky and f- in that way they actually understood themselves better because imagine it's it's in front of you right you're like for example um, Apollo the god of rationality and intelligence um and of, of your like higher self right and then Dionysus the god of pleasure and irrationality, right, and the, they acknowledged these sides of themselves, right, and they were quite intimately connected with it, and when they were, and that, and that balanced their psyche, imagine if you're, you know, imagine if you're going through something, and we tend to be, you know, swayed one way or the other in our everyday life, you know, we, we encounter things that make us angry, they make us lustful, you know, it's all the internal drives, in ourselves that are imbalanced right and then when you have this integrated system you could you could pray to Apollo you know to give you guidance and offer you rationality and that way you're basically in a way if you think that it comes from within you you're communicating with your own internal drives <coughs> so you are personifying your um, rational side and you're communicating to your rational side um, and that's kind of how prayer would work. Another interesting thing is that um, the dreams, you know, in the modern day world, people don't really think of dreams as anything special. It's just like, you know, it's like a I was just random. My dreams are random or something. But in ancient Greece and in a lot of cultures as well, in, in ancient cultures, dreams were a message from gods, you know? And that's so interesting because it's like, well, now you will take it seriously, right? I mean, if it's... And if you believe that, right? But, I mean, if you look at it, let's say, rationally, right? Psychologically, it's... From Jungian perspective, it would be, like, things that come from within you. So, it's it's not from gods, it's from your own psyche, right? And um, it wants to balance your waking life. Y- let's say, like... And Jung talks a lot about this as well, the compens- compensatory function of your psyche, so um, when you're um, what, however you are in your conscious life, in the dream life, your dream will compensate for it with fantasies and, 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 and your imagination basically, so paying attention to that is a huge huge benefit that people in the ancient world had, but the modern man is someone who is completely cut off from that, he's moving forward into the future and completely cut off from his culture from his um like this embedded dream of of his ancestors and now he has no context and this is where you have the modern problems of like meaninglessness and anxiety right because you're no longer like you don't know your place in the world right so
1: um
3: and i would say that's the main that's the main thing that i found interesting and and kind of the the place where we're finding ourselves all of us in the world today other than of course i I would say also in the west primarily because a lot of the eastern countries and they're they're still quite embedded in this system but the western world is really trying hard to break them out of it with rationality and and this questioning western mind um i don't know if you guys want to jump in or give your thoughts or something because i can ramble on
0: awesome um, I just want to compliment in certain things that you just said especially about like Greek mythology and stuff um, like to start with you're absolutely right it is quite impressive that the Greek gods because now we say Greek mythology but like back at the day wasn't mythology was like basically their way of living a life their their religion they used to like praise the gods and ask them for stuff because they saw the gods in nature so whenever there was like a storm or whatever the first thing they were saying is like oh my god the gods are angry what do we have to do for this type of like thing that they cannot like internalize because they don't know what is going on and also like the greek in in the greek gods they represent the good and the bad on humanity per se mm-hmm. that's why like all gods in the mythology they do good things as well as they do bad things because humans are capable of both the, like humans are not like only good or only bad these gray and, and this black and white thing is all BS. We live in a ton- in different t- tonalities of gray. I'm pretty sure you have heard this before in certain ways. But the Greeks represent this in an amazing way when it comes to their like to their mythology and like all these stories that they have to tell for people to be to be aware. It is like simply in, in like how can I say this? Incredible in in those regards. When it comes when you said when it comes to like the modern man now is like a little bit meaningless. I I mean like I think what you like to like for the for our listeners basically what it means is that we're trying to find a way to how do you say this to make our existence comprehensible back at the time it was as simple as the gods want me to be here there's a purpose for me to be here I need to find it now because we have literally murdered all of our gods we have we're not like in a constant battle with nature which is our mother earth in, in a certain regards which is like our main goddess like there is nothing that we can see outside and be like guide me give me guidance tell me what to do let me like show me the way and this is something about the dreams that you said that is very like like incredible like for example Sigmund Freud said that like said that every like dream was like an inner like desire of yourself and that you needed to be like pay attention closer attention to it but before that like nobody in the modern like modern human used to like pay like pay representation i don't think nowadays people do that like if you journal your dreams and stuff and you actually do like lucid dreaming and you're into this type of stuff which is super like good for you because you like get a little bit more understanding of where you come from as a a spiritual being it is very like impressive but this is not a common thing that people do you don't hear this like very often in our society like this has been literally drowned back at the time like as you said it was like it's an omen from the gods Mm -hmm. there is a message if you have ever read like the iliad or the odyssey like from ancient greeks like ancient greece sorry you understand how like all the gods play an important part in the in the story of the trojan war of the war against troy and the 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 trip of ulysses the 20 year old trip that it took him from the war to go back into his island and all the things he experiences like fighting the cyclops and the son of poseidon like 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 conflicting the mermaids with his sailors like everything is like an interpretation of the human life you know like all the things that you have to go through to actually understand the reason that you are brought into this earth the spiritual reason whatever you want to say it whatever name you want to put it there's it is kind of the same concept and grasps like you know that we as individuals we as humans have to go through like but individually the same but there's like a whole as a society that also kind of pushes us into this i don't know how can i say it path maybe that could be the right word um but it is also interesting how in this western world literally we have like I would say decapitated the head of Medusa when it comes to, when it comes to this type of like spirituality and grasping to earth, Mm. because we have just like torn it apart. And this has created this ambiguity of internal fight with us, which is pretty impressive. There's like an Indian saying from like North American Indians that says that within us, there's two wolves to live. Um, One is good. One is bad. And who wins depends. Who do you feed the most? You know, like I'm pretty sure, like there's kind of the same thing in Chinese culture when it comes with dragons. I'm not quite sure about that. I do know about the wolves, but this the same aspect of it. One is supposed to be ego, and one is supposed to be like the your spiritual self, your like your higher self, the enlightenment position. But this has been totally like collapsed in the Western in Western society. There's no longer anywhere that you can see and be like, um, I'm doing the right thing. I'm following the path. It's like no it has already been stabilized what you have to do in your life. You know, the cyclical thing that has been like feeding on our soul, which is, I I know it sounds very like, I don't know, maybe you're like this intrinsic topic that is constant, but it's a very important one that like you can see the roots of uh, many issues between us and within us because of this, which is very like impressive. You know, like if you have never like read the twelve um the twelve labors of Hercules, I would really recommend you to like read them read about them because literally is the struggle of man, of of woman, of human within itself, like according to this third dimension reality that we live in and everything that we have to go through, the way we have to interpret it even our emotions, you know, like it is It is very like, it is a very like, like, let's let's call it map, like ancient map of how to maybe figure out what the heck we're doing in this world. You, You know what I mean? Like, and at the end of the day, like even when we're social creatures, like we are also like, we're part of our past. So all of our past heritage comes within us the 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 people we hang on the society we grow in is is influenced in our being in our way of thinking in our way of like actually walking if you want to like the pace we walk you know like i was i'm gonna refer it to the rat race that nowadays we always focus on the rat race of trying to be like better and better and better 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 in in the in the ancients it wasn't like it wasn't this type of competitive nature because of course they were competitive. They are actually like the strong will survive, but it was in a very more meaningful way. In a more like, I want to leave my footprint in this world. I want people to sing my stories. I want like I want to make the gods proud. You know what I mean? Like it was very within the heart. I mean, it is, it is like, basically this is kind of the grasp, like just scratching at the door of what... The topic that we're gonna talk, like we're talking about, and like I, we invite you to go deeper in this because it's crazy. It is crazy. At the end of the day, we just help, maybe to like knock on the door, and then you like for you to realize this immense topic that it is, right? But I, um,
2: <laughs> I don't know if you wanna say something after my incredible bladder. But <laughs> I, <clears throat> sorry guys, I'm I'm sick today. Um, I feel that it was a really good introduction to the topic even though i think it's still not clear for the (laughs) (laughs) listeners what we want to talk about is it like beliefs is it the gods or is it like individuals but it's a hard one man yeah it's a hard one yeah this one is a bit difficult but i really like the introduction and i just want to add something about the confusion that individuals have um now in this modern world Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to beliefs or when it comes to morality i think the main challenge is that we have multiple options you know like let's just think about you know something like really basic like you want to start a business nowadays and you hear like okay now everyone is making a lot of money there's dropshipping, there is amazon there is like digital apps there is design there's whatever and you you start having this um analysis paralysis of okay which way should i go like okay should i like touch on all of them i think it's the same thing is quite happening for like beliefs, religion, or um, morality, like what is the right thing to do. And way before, like you, you were, um, you were kind of exploring like ancient Greek or like ancient Egypt or like the old tribes, for example, they lived in a certain tribe and they just consumed whatever they had in terms of like beliefs or like morality. So they were not like challenging their ideas that much. And even if they do, they don't have multiple options. It's either like, okay, this makes sense or this doesn't make sense, but I'm just gonna like follow this to join the bandwagon because it's always the safer option, just like belonging to a society. Also, the cool thing about like having beliefs or like um, these people who believe that much in God or they thought that God is within and they're divine, like Alexander the Great, or I can I can name many. Um, it helped them perform and do like what they wanted to do back then in terms of like, let's say wars or like whatever they're doing because they believe that God is within. it. It's also like soothing. You have a mission in life. You're doing something on a like really big purpose. You're not just doing something that it's, you know, like could be questioned if it's the right thing or not. Like mm-hmm. if you're serving God, that's that's the highest thing you can do mm-hmm. back then. But this thing about multiple choices, I think it what leads to nihilism. Like, you're not thinking about, okay, what's my purpose now? You're just, you're just overviewing, like, all the other cultures, all the options that are there. And you're questioning, okay, well, if there are many beliefs, what kind of belief would be the right one? Mm -hmm. And why, why are there, like, these many beliefs if there should be one? You know, like, you just start questioning... And thinking about these multiple options and it leads to nihilism which I think Nietzsche discussed really well and thus spoke Zarathustra um, but again I, I just think that it's still not clear what we want to talk about we want to talk about the concept of individuation uh, based on uh, Carl Jung's perspective initially I know many people talked about it but we're gonna focus on Carl Jung Nietzsche as well because he talked about it from a philosophical perspective and um and we want to talk about the idea of mass society how how it how it influences um individuals how it shapes our personalities our beliefs and how are we all a kind of victim of this influence and how we can overcome or adopt some kind of critical thinking of just adopting our own values or our own own our own um beliefs so that's that's the main topic Do you want to add something
3: um i think yeah that was um that was also that was really nice The, the 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 questions that you've asked at the end is really nice it gives good very good context and things to grab on um i think um one interesting thing that um i think we should start with is the the mass society and the place of the individual in it as well because I mean I touched on the ancient man and the ancient world we talked about that um but I'm sure people are thinking you know how did we come here what what mm. happened you know what, what's uh, how did we arrive here because I think like um um it's it's a very um it's a very complex um historical situation where it's like You know, we can talk about solutions to it in a sense, like, where you can think of individuation or becoming a whole person. Everyone's really familiar with this thing of, like, yeah, like, I will be a whole person, you know, I'm like, work hard and, you know, um, be at peace with yourself. There are echoes of... Like well, it's kind of new age as well a little bit, where the echoes of the spiritual spirituality, like the Western spirituality, which actually is like yeah, well, all of it comes from the East. I mean, it's like the the the, you know, the yoga and meditations, which is all really good that people are into that stuff, and um, it 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 definitely puts you more in tune with yourself and with your inner world. Um, but also, a lot of people. Don't have the context because well also i'm just going to mention that i'm talking about the west not you know because if people in the east to them this would be like you know um my, my girlfriend is from south korea and she when I, I was telling her yesterday about this and she was like just you mean just the west right like no have yeah, like yeah 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 just the west because <laughs> to her it's like incomprehensible the yeah. stuff i'm saying it's like really that's what it's like yeah um but um yeah the 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 I mean, it it kind of started with the secularization and the industrial revolution. I mean, people pouring into these cities like a you know forming like a mass group of never before exp- people have experienced such a thing, and it was it was kind of driven by well technological advancement and and um, and obviously the Enlightenment and uh, the. The Renaissance and all these movements, they slowly started like tearing apart the collective dream that everyone's, everyone was embedded in. And I was going to quote Carl Jung here because I love this quote. Let's where, go. Um, he said, um, I think this was in The Spiritual Problem of Modern Man. Um, he said, How totally different did the world appear to medieval man? For him, the earth was eternally fixed and at rest in the center of the universe. Men were all children of God under the loving care of the Most High, who prepared them for eternal blessedness, and all knew exactly what they should do and how they should conduct themselves in order to rise from the corruptible world to an incorruptible and joyous existence. Such a life no longer seems real to us, even in our dreams. And obviously... Um, the secularization of the West and, and, and the, the, the mass society kind of has completely torn us from, from this reality and it, people today, they, they completely lost the connection with this and they don't even know of where all of this comes from or wh- where they are in the world. And, um, maybe I you can also mention something about, um, that.
0: yeah, yeah, of course. Um, it is impressive how, like, a species, though, from hunters and gatherers, we are, like, la- literally now sitting here, like, experiencing this type of reality, right? Like, let's start with that, guys. Like, this is, whoa. But, like, yeah, what Aslan was saying in that regards, we're going to be talking about, like, the Industrial Revolution that happened in Britannia in the late 1700s, early 1800s. Because if you think about it, there were already coal miners in the late 1600s which is something to give you an idea. They conquered the Americas in the 1500s, in the 1600s, late 1600s, there was already coal mining, which like, brings you into perspective, the war on humanity for resources, which is the reason why the industrial revolution happened. I wanna read something very impressive. They says like train connected cities together and became the symbol of progress, but they also brought destruction of rural lands and division between classes, and rapid organization this is this is like impressive in a way that before literally people used to live like in this type of feudalism in this feudal type of system which it wasn't amazing either at all but like they were like small regions small pockets of humans across the land there was not this humongous thing in the middle or over there and over here like nowadays civilization basically and this happened because of the second agricultural revolution as well where like farms started to be bigger but less people needed to be working there so farmers and other type of people that used to work in these in these places they no longer had a place to be there so like a massive migration of populations started going into the cities for a look of a better future for a look of a job right um, so factories like appeared Creating new glues, new 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 goods, creating new classes of owner and laborers, which is like very impressive. Um, <coughs> you know, like clocks became technologies of standardization, literally time. You know, they created a universal time because before it was day. There was like, not like I have a watch and I'm looking at 2 p.m. It's like, it's still afternoon. I still have time to like grow mm-hmm. my crops, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. be outside, play whatever I have to like gauge war, whatever you think about it, literally like they standardized, they, they, they made this like human behavior a little bit more automated, more like I wake up at 5.30. I have to do this. And before 6.30, I have to be in the office. These type of things that nowadays is very common. And like, I'm pretty sure you're like, oh yeah, we actually do that kind of shit. Mm. But like before it wasn't like that. Like, timing has already existed it has always been a human concept but it has never been so much like in a ticking clock tick 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 you know what I mean and it also became like a technology of control because like between like workers and owners the govern and the governors like it's like you go and stamp your ticket when you go to the factory and you stamp it when you're out and they count every single second a minute that you were there this like destruction of the inner soul of being like, tsk, 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 you know what, like,
1: mm. you, you know mm. what I mean? Mm. Like mm.
0: it is, it is quite impressive. And it's something that bef- never before it happened. Um, and I'm, I'm still, we're still talking about the first industrial revolution in the late, in the, in the late 1700s, because there was another second revolution a century later in the USA. But like the the main one we're talking right now was with the world power back at the day, which was Britain which is like where basically like this where the creep the of this nowadays society and civilization that we live in actually like started. Um, and I have to say that it also like these mass societies started because they wanted like um, these goods and to process this technology. For example, one of the main symbols of the industrial revolution is the steam engine. Mm-hmm. Before there was already, a type of steam engine that existed like many, many centuries before. Like even um, Leonardo da Vinci had like a prototype like designed for like a type of engine. It wasn't steam, but it was like a motorized location. Um, There was like, if I'm not mistaken, French engineering, which I don't remember the name. You might actually do the research, but they were trying to do an engine with gunpowder, which of course never went ahead because then would you just hear a boom. (laughs) and everything collapsed so literally when they started to like automated the extraction of coal and created this type of steam engine that is the as i said before the symbol of 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 the industrial revolution started like connecting cities together they made this type of you know like the individual started to be less important because they just needed workers Hmm. they didn't need you joan or you jaime to be someone in particular they wanted you to be in Plantation A and you in Plantation B. And that's it. They didn't care about where you came from, which side of the country you were, what was your age, because we mm. keep forgetting that back at the time kids used to go to the mines. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? So it was like the beginning of this, like, rupture of the soul, which is, it is impressive. Like, um, also, before, like, the Industrial Revolution, there was something called, like, the 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 coverage industries where like every like if you wanted i don't know for example a shoe you have this cobbler at his house making shoes and then you literally make, made a factory which i would mean, like increased the amount of production but then you left this poor guy without a work so from a small role tank as i said like the mass he had to go into the factory and do whatever he was specialized but into this factory making 50 cents in its comparison to a dollar and a half back in the day and like creating this type of system of which we live nowadays you know like I was as I was saying before and this was like basically the the beginning of the anima in, in mass societies like in a historical way you know like but it, it is what these philosophers later on started like criticizing and looking up forward and it is it is quite impressive <laughs> as, as as we've been saying in this in this podcast yeah
2: i don't know if i should follow up or just count our blessings now because dude like life was super challenging back then Yeah, and <coughs> sorry these are people like who didn't care about your age or like your i don't know like n- nowadays people just struggle with their like okay w- what is my passion you know like i can make money but i need something that i can you know like transmit to the world or like convey a message you know like we're super sophisticated now as individuals and as humans that we're trying to deliver like more. But also, I think we're getting a bit like softer because life was super challenging back then. Yeah. They, and now if you can just like, dude, you don't have to go look for food. Like you can just order everything. The everything would come to you. Like you don't need to move. Yeah. You just stay home basically, you know. Um, yeah. But back then life, life was super challenging and it makes sense that, You know, like, the system used to create these copies because they needed the same kind of people. They they didn't need, like, people who would be, like, I don't know, think to rebel or to have, like, other... the automation know, I, of the human it, dude that, Literally. that's a perfect term the automation yeah, yeah, yeah. of the human yeah. being. yeah i i mean it's still it's still happening now in, in different ways but back then it was it was a bit extreme because it was only serves like the benefit of these people and these people didn't have the tools or the ways to challenge this system or to challenge at least the thought that maybe like i'm getting like i'm being controlled or like I'm just being a slave of this of this system.
3: Yeah, it's it's like the well in the word if you say the word massification of society, um, you you think of the collective, mm. right? And I mean it's it's also an interesting thing where you know let's say like people in the past they were more collective and they were more, but like we're also kind of criticizing that at the same time now. You want to say something right? yeah it's because there's a difference
0: between mm. the collective and mass society yeah which is very different because the collective is a collective of individuals working for a common good the mass society it is not that mm-hmm. <laughs> and we know that that's why the world is in crisis we live this like literally right now like it has always been like this it has just been like increasing potentially more and more and more but like we live in constant conflict we live in like where half of the world is on a diet, the other half is starving to death. This type of things, this is not a collective behavior. This is literally a mass society just looking for the common good of certain individuals.
1: Yeah,
3: exactly. And I think that one of the main key differentiators for me also is the um, how the individual has become so insignificant. And you can feel that, you know, as a person, I mean... Also i mean it really depends on your level of awareness and self-awareness of course but like generally speaking the modern individual is feels a lot more insignificant in the grand scheme of things and this is also related to the rising state power and hmm. like centralization of power centralization of power and the, the the in a way like well the religion of the state in a way you know you you are all when you when you like when we talk about countries and states, right, we, we, we think of them as like this superhuman entity, right? Yeah, like institutions. Yeah. yeah, but it's such a counterintuitive thing that like, it's so bad for our psyche, our psychologically, because, well, it's made up of individuals. And that's the main thing that people have a lot of challenge and trouble kind of comprehending is that well, the government is made up of individuals. So if the government is fucked up, the individuals fucked. are fucked up. So how do you go about solving it? You go but, to the individual.
2: But there are many types of individuals. Like there is also status. There is people with power. There there are many attributes to these individuals. So that's why, I mean, even if you if you have power, you know that someone has more power than you. And, you know, like the same thing. You You're always challenging this idea of like, well, a country is bigger than us and it's uh, like an institution and there's like, you know, like a big team behind it. Like, again, like challenging authority, what what we discussed in in the last podcast, um, this insignificance. And that's I'm just going to throw some Nietzsche shit on you okay. guys because <laughs> um, he, he warned about this in the Spoke Zarathustra. But I need to give a context before explaining what he yeah, warned about. So. Very briefly, thus spoke Zarathustra. Nietzsche talks about this sage guy at the age of 30 who um, went to the mountains to get enlightened. He spent 10 years there and then he got the full enlightenment and then he wanted to go and meet humans to share his enlightenment and uh, well tell them about what he learned. So on his way he meets this this old guy and this old guy, like, he, he's really old, he's hes hes wise, but not, not the same level of Zarathustra. So this guy's approach was um, isolating himself from people and get closer only to God. So Zarathustra would have this conversation with him before moving to the town, and this old guy would warn him, like, they're not going to understand what you're going to say. Like, you don't have to just waste your your efforts. But Zarathustra wanted to go and teach people what he learned, right? But on his way to the nearest town he found there, he was like questioning, this guy is super old, but he still didn't know that God is dead because he, he wanted to get closer to God. But from Nietzsche's perspective, God is dead because we kill these values and we, we need to create our own values. So Zarathustra would go to this town and then he would meet like, A lot of people like a group of people waiting a certain like performance so he would try to explain in the beginning everyone would laugh and then he would try to explain again and then people would laugh and no one would would take him seriously and then the performance starts of this guy walking on a rope and then he would start using this performance as a metaphor people didn't give a fuck, so he changed his approach and he started like looking for individuals that can have a decent conversation and see if he can like explain his teachings to them but basically that's that's just the context i i I would like to remind me guys i i want to tell you something about like what's the aftermath of this like teaching to his disciples because there is a really nice chapter in the spokesman that is just like not mind-blowing but you know some some deep shit, mm-hmm. but basically what what he taught them is um, obviously God is dead, and we need to create our own values. And he explains this idea of the Obermensch, which is the super Superman or the Overman. Back to this significant or like this insignificant individual, the counter ideal of the Overman or the Superman is the Last Man. And he kept talking about the last man era. And he explained this last man era of people who are just... They're not copies because he considers them all at one. Like one people. Mm -hmm. Or like one one person because they're copies. They're doing the same thing together. They're doing exactly the same thing. And they're just consuming. They're not creating anything. Mm -hmm. So like a mass society who is just consuming, getting fed from people, from themselves... But they're not creating, they're not inventing anything. And they're copying their same shared values and their, their same belief. And they don't have any purpose or any meaning in life. So that's that's the counter-ideal of, of the Superman. The Superman is um, is a person who reached a kind of enlightenment and went through many um stages normally there's six but there's also the three metamorphoses, which is a bit like different than the normal stages but one of the first stages to become an overman is basically to question to have some critical thinking that's that's how we call it nowadays like critical thinking like you would sit and and question your your beliefs and it's it's a bit similar to Rene descartes idea of like skepticism like it's it's like uh How's it called like you would just free this bag of whatever and you would like start collecting everything and questioning like it's 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 a skeptical idea, you know, like just question every every tiny belief that you have and see if it makes sense and it doesn't have to make sense to someone else. It doesn't have to make sense to the society, but if it makes sense to you, then you will start like creating your own personality. That's that's one of the first stages one of the other stages is um solitude so you need to have some time with yourself just get away from the collective get away from the collective shadow get away from the mass society you need to have some time by yourself and actually like my best period of like my best periods that I, that I spent with myself, I think they were like the beginning of my self-improvement. Mm-hmm. Like when you just sit by yourself and mm-hmm. you start questioning what's going wrong, what's going well, and you start thinking about your own ideas, your own beliefs and everything that comes with it without being involved with with, you know, like people or with society. It actually helps because then you're like, you're critical and there is no one to influence you directly. But you're still getting influence because nowadays it's it's super difficult, especially that everything is exposed and everything is shared on social media. There is mass media as well that is controlling your own values, your own beliefs, controlling the news. So you're consuming a lot of information from your phone, from your laptop, from the TV, from the radio, from school, from people. And even if you try hard to filter, it's super difficult to just come up with your own independent opinions because you're just consuming everything and i don't know if we're in the last man era i would i would ask you guys if if you think we're in that era
0: actually like i, I want to compliment something with everything you just said about jose ortega y gasset for example he talks about the mass man mm. in his philosophy he talks about like the difference between the majority and the minority the masked man is Mr. Satisfaction. It's literally everything that you said right now with consuming all of these social media is Mr. Satisfaction. I'll do whatever the other guy is doing. I'll just follow like this hurt behavior, you know? This like, oh, they're dressing like this way, then I will dress the same, you know, because that's fashion. It's not if I like it or not, or it, like even if I cannot afford it, it's I will do it because they're doing it. This type of mentality of just like, you know, being like, Point to this like square this mine square wherever you look around is the same the same wall and yeah, they it,
2: sorry yeah they they basically create the norms and the standards exactly. for everything like if if you're just and that's that's something really interesting and do you see it like in people's faces when I, i'm just having some 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 previous experiences just being in the metro here in barcelona like sometimes i would see someone who's a bit You know like looks a bit different with some some different tattoos different hairstyle and you see all the let's say like all generation people just looking at him in a different way because like this is not the norm this is not the standard and if you if you don't look like us then you're not part of us you're not part of us (laughs) and we should get you back into us yeah Yeah, 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 exactly like you don't belong here but you should belong here
0: yeah you know
3: but I think it's also an interesting, interesting thing with the modern world where, you know, I mean, I, I don't think, like, in the ancient world or in the past, I mean, people were, you know, dressing in a really weird way to... Yeah, a way know, of expressing it's, it's like, themselves. It, it became yeah, a thing sure. now. Yeah, sure. yeah. 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 It became a thing now, which I think is more of, like, a symptom of this emptiness or, like, you feel that th- you as an individual are becoming insignificant, so people are finding ways to express their individuality, right? And so it's like a very external way to express it. And also, I mean, the way you dress and all these things, it's kind of like putting together your personality. So you're kind of, you know, they're kind of trying to, in a way, understand who they are through that process as well. So it's almost like trying on different identities in a way where you're like, trying to get to to well the individuation process which is right like discovering who you are and being i mean from a jungian perspective it's more of like jung always said and this is the key, key thing for me is um whatever it is and this is the kind of the crux of jungian psychology it's whatever it is that you do not whatever it is it is that you do not want to go into like what scares you what like what, that's exactly yeah. what you should do and that's kind of the and that's kind of where individuation also begins from you know i mean um w- w- whatever you're running away from it's it's kind of like the <sighs> the, the, the the place to look into a stoic you know? approach the problem is the path <laughs> becomes the way the obstacle is the, way. the
0: obstacle is the way I was gonna I was just gonna like finalize with uh, with Jose Ortega Gasset that in the mass man that he talks about, like he separates it between the majority and the minority with like a compliment with everything you said both of you guys right now with the like uh, the way you dress and this kind of stuff. like this is your own type of expression against like a type of rebellion against the system that we live in is literally the minority on the other hand separates himself from the common values of the masses by placing greater demands on himself and cultivating excellence. Which is important to understand the word excellence because of course life it's 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 our own interpretation of what it is and what occurs in our life. You know, each each person is their own universe. Yeah, I know this is like a cliche type of thing saying it, but it's true. It is true. We there's some things you can control, there's some things you cannot control. What you can control is what you feed what you feed yourself with. When you were saying before, like, we also, we're all consuming this type of social media and news and TV. This is a way of just, like, feeding something that you're not supposed to be feeding with that content. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you have to cultivate the best version that you can. The same thing as, Nucha, as Nietzsche said about the Ubermensch. Sorry, <laughs> that was my Mexican sorry, Nietzsche. side. <laughs> we apologize for this mistake. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's the same thing to be the, the best <laughs> version of yourself. Yeah, sorry, Nietzsche, sorry. <laughs> but like, like also complimenting something that you said, I would like to read like a kind of definition of what the Ubermensch is. It's a being who is able to completely affirm life someone who says yes to everything that comes their way a being who is able to be their own determined value sculpt their characteristics and circumstances into a beautiful empowered ecstatic whole a fulfill their ultimate potential to become who they truly are which is beautiful man become who you truly are dude i also want to say like hey guys for everyone who's out there and be like hey but i don't know what the fuck i'm supposed to do in this
2: world i was about to ask you this question dude
0: yeah. that is what you're supposed to be, like that's the the fuck you're supposed to be doing in this world trying to figure out what the fuck you're supposed to be in this world that's a beautiful thing but man. but
2: how how's that put it into like uh a- do like actions
0: okay you don't know what you're doing of course you need to have a job to like feed yourself and your family and stuff but every second that you have with your life try to see a different perspective of life try to find and figure out the clicks and clacks over here and there i mean you have two hours free read something you don't like to read Fuck it why not explore explore you don't know if you're gonna like it or not you're just like i tried this food like seven years ago i didn't like it try it again you know why not mm. like it, i know it sounds dumb but these simple little actions that you do recurring in your life it will help you change your perspective of how you see life and dude there's not a single way to see life even in ourselves yeah as simple as that don't waste your time watching tv the news man i know there's sometimes there's some 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 time for everything If you want to watch a movie watch it yeah. but i mean like not like put a purpose in your life mm. even if you don't know what you're supposed to be doing in this fucking life your purpose should be trying to find what your purpose is supposed to be doing in this fucking life guys like
1: yeah
2: like avoiding this automated life of just doing yeah. the same thing again and again and just following whatever people are doing basically dude is like, like ah. find find your own quest find your yeah. own purpose. i see
0: these sneakers everybody's having okay i'm gonna work five days so i can buy them and then what ah i see this sweater everybody's having okay I'm gonna work five days now so I can actually have this whether I have it. yeah uh, everybody is looking at this TV series. Okay, I'm gonna waste all my time after work doing yeah. well, watching the series that everybody's watching.
2: And that's that's the last man era. Like people are just consuming, they're not thinking There's, about like any dude, kind of invention. They're so or comfortable. New, yeah. They're so numb.
0: Yeah. People are just numbly watching. By the way, we're not just trick. talking
2: about people. We are all victims of, yeah, of, of, of course. the same thing. Like we're of, just of course of we're course. just explaining the the concept but i was i was thinking about something at the same time which i kind of forgot now but let me let me go back (laughs) let me go back to nietzsche let me go back to nietzsche oh i wanted to suggest again robert green book Uh, it's called mastery (laughs) please go and read it it because um with this process of exploring and finding your primal inclination that's that's one of the uh, one of the best practices that you can do as someone who's trying to find what they want to do in life or your purpose just explore like play some music try different instruments don't say i'm bad at playing piano because you never tried before and i've never tried before and you cannot be bad at something that you've never tried
0: but you have to start somewhere
2: exactly just start explore yeah. do different workshops go to the gym if you don't like it start running if you don't like it play football like just explore different areas like life is so rich when it comes to the activities you can do and the things that can bring you meaning in life or just a new perspective, like discovery. I know many people that change their lives based on one book they read or one trip they did or, you know, like any kind of action you can take can change your whole life. Mm-hmm. Could be like a life changing experience.
3: Yeah. And I'll add to that as well. It's really interesting. Um, The the one, one of the ways you can do it, because I know when it comes to individuation, it's a lot of the times, it's things that you like the opposite of what you're doing now. Mm. Like usually, like the 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 this something that's calling inside of you. It's usually things that are not like you need to cultivate the aspects of yourself that are that it's like the the things that you don't you're not doing now. Yeah. Okay, it's the opposite of it, and a lot of the times, I mean, people have these kind of like you know inner callings. You know, mm. I mean, it's like. I want to try design, I don't know, I want to try art, like, but then they're afraid, or, like, they're kind of like, oh, I'm not going to be good at it, or it's, like, too daunting, but there's some, and if you listen to that voice inside of you, to just give it a try, you, then you start actually, like, in a way, like, balancing your personality as well, and Mm. now you're getting way closer to the, 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 the individuated man, like, the woman, the individuated state and it's a lifelong journey and um and for a lot of people also it starts from um you know like accepting things about themselves that they that they don't know about it could be positive or negative
0: you know dude and also adding that there's uh, like two things life is not supposed to do the things that are more comfortable for you life is supposed Mm. to be doing the things that you're willing to suffer for even if that means can
2: we agree that life is suffering like
0: do do you both agree well if you want to do in a buddhist concept that we live (laughs) in a samsara which is this uh, the desert of eternal suffering then yes it is like that but like to build your body
3: to build your mind you have to go through hardship
0: yeah because like
3: yeah and i also just really quickly i was thinking about you know how like in the past those kind of things were also more like understood like it's a challenge from God challenge from god yes you it's need like, to live up to your potential
0: literally like, now we're gonna march 50 clicks half of you will fucking die let's do this guys you know what i mean like <laughs> it, it was it was like that and that's the thing that like life is not just to be like comfortably numb you have to like go there and cry about it because when you do it And then the other thing I wanted to to say will be, like, regarding (laughs) this. One thing is trying things out for your own sake. And another thing is success. And I quote unquote success because it's very fucking different. Because, for example, in my case, in my life, I can only give you perspective of what I have gone through. I love, like, Muay Thai, for example. I suck at it. But I know I'm successful in my own eyes. I'm not going to go and fight because I know I'm going to get my ass kicked. But you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go and spark with the fighters. And I get my ass kicked. Yeah. But but like I like that. I know I'm gonna suffer. I know they're like 10 times better than me. Like in the gym that I go. I know they're gonna fucking hit me. Like, like I, I'm afraid of doing it every Friday. I am actually afraid of doing it. But I do it anyways. Because I know that this is helping me build a character and it's helping me build something that I'm I'm looking forward to so i'm not this successful white fighter that you see on youtube but i'm successful for myself
2: i think i think the most important thing that you're doing now is that you're challenging your fear which is many people are not doing yeah i I was just watching this podcast of um the guy from modern wisdom chris something with uh lewis hose that's that's the guy from the school of greatness he also has a podcast and he Okay, what I like about this guy is that he has, like, different coaches for any life aspect. He has, like, he has a business coach. He has, like, an emotional coach. Like, he understood the importance of having mentors. And obviously, he's successful enough to hire, like, mentors. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, like, yeah. <laughs> if you cannot have mentors, just, like, read books or, like, listen to podcasts. It's it's super useful most of the times. But what he did is he, he wrote down a list of his fears that he wanted to work on. And he started cons- consistently like challenging himself. Because that's that's when you have self doubts is when you fear something. Like getting in a fight if it scares you that much, go learn how to fight. Yeah. And why why would you deal with this fear your whole life when it can be cured by Muay Thai sessions like one week or like sorry, like one session a week or something like this. No, it takes time though. Like, it takes everything, time. yeah, everything yeah, yeah, in everything yeah, yeah. you do consistently, like, consistently, that's time. that's what I'm saying. Like Don't one think, session. Yeah one session every week or like everything that you do consistently, he also brought this example of something like, you know, like, well, it's not silly, but like he was, he, he, he was afraid of just dancing salsa with, with another girl. Like he used to feel that that's super intimidating. I would say I have the same fear. Like I would not, I would not dance salsa with someone because you see like when when they get to dance, (laughs) when, when they get to dance, like there is no structure of dancing but they need to understand each other they need to yeah. understand their movements and well someone needs to lead the dance and that's for someone who's super structured and organized like this is just doesn't make sense for me you know like i need a i need a certain flow i need the structure i need i need to know what what i'm doing next but that's like basically just experiencing and practicing the same thing again and again so he did like salsa for for 10 years and he was going to bars and just challenging like yeah the most performing dancers just to kill this fear and when when he killed it he was like fine i'm not doing this again i would like dance from time to yeah, time yeah. just for pleasure but i killed this fear let's move to the next one you know
0: it's like you have to do everything once and if you want to be good at it you have to do it consecutively you have to do it like repeatedly humans become good at repeating it's like the difference between a master and someone who is good. Someone who's good prax- practices until he gets it right. A master practices until he doesn't get it wrong. Mm. Which is amazing, right? And that's
2: the path to mastery as well. Yeah. Like you need to reach at least the ten thousand hours of putting yeah. work into one thing so you can at least say yeah. that I'm mastering this thing.
0: And hey guys, we're like this part of like amazing discussion we're having right now is also part of the individuality because it's something that you have to find for yourself and it's easier for us to explain what we're talking about when we talk about like things that we like hobbies that we do like habits that we have mm. because a habit is what makes a person
2: yeah uh, the, the set of behaviors that you put for yourself is exactly. what, what makes you
0: and I, I do want to read a quote from Kierkegaard I don't know if I pronounce it very well
2: Kierkegaard
0: Kierkegaard thank you
2: so much Um, Thank God we have Aslan.
0: That is this, that I find it very like, like when I read it, like I had to read it like 50 times on a line because it was very impressive. It was like, the biggest danger, that of losing oneself, can pass off in the world as quietly as if it were nothing. Every loss, an arm, a leg, five dollars, a wife, etc., is bound to be noticed. Mm. Like that's deep. Like you can lose, you can lose yourself like this and nobody gives a shit because the only person that will give a shit is you. Everything else, like everyone else will see, but like the thing is that you have to feed your soul. It's already been attacked so much it's time for you to feed it. Like like as we said, like one thing is the collective, one thing is like the the herd, you know like this, the crowd, the mm. mass you know like the the idea of the faceless man in a mass that when it comes to like as plato used to say the dumb crowds they used to say, like do horrible things because it, the responsibility gathers between the, the the entirety of the mass and not the individual so it becomes the faceless mass that's why when you see these protests that are supposed to be peaceful all of a sudden they become oh, berserker I'm because glad of you
3: bringing this up
0: these these people that they just decide to go crazy and the movement actually totally dies when it has nothing to do with it this is an example of what we mean with mass society literally
3: yeah it's it's the the kind of the impotence of that that people are feeling you know and yeah. and i wanted to also talk about that how like in the modern world i mean in our daily life it's so easy to feel like oppressed like to to feel like Oh, yeah. crushed, you
1: know, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I had to take a sight on this one, man. It was like, Jesus Christ. Uh,
3: <laughs> Jung again had some quote about it when he was writing about the rise of Nazi, Nazis in, in Germany. And and, and it, it's, it's kind of like the, probably the archetypal worst case scenario that could happen from, from imagine a society on a whole pushed to a brink in, yeah. in that sense to hopelessness, weakness. Yeah. And, and I think one of the main reasons why people should be cultivating these sides of themselves and the, the different aspects of themselves and exploring their inner world is... Um, and, and you can do it through what you guys were just talking about, you know? Like, do things that make you uncomfortable, like dancing or, like, fighting. It's very embodied thing, like movement, right? Like, yeah. or going to the gym, I mean... It's all. It helps you in, va- in ways you don't even know, and and one of the reasons why I think people should do it, and I could feel this in myself, is like, it's as I said, it's so easy to feel insignificant. It's so yeah, easy yeah, yeah. to feel crushed. And what do you, as an individual, have to balance your own inner psyche, your 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 personality, right? Yeah. Because if in your conscious existence, if you are, like one way, which in this case is helpless, um, insignificant, unimportant, just a cog in a machine, right? And sometimes you feel that way. Like, even if you're working in a really good company and you have the great company culture, you feel like, oh, I'm just an employee here. I mean, I'm just serving this, the CEO or whoever it is and making that person rich, you know, (laughs) changing uh, your time, your life for money. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. And, and, and it's so, and, and people, and it, everyone goes through this unconsciously, you know, it's just like, and I've been become kind of aware of this recently, but like, honestly, <laughs> guys, like I've been, all this stuff that we've been talking about just brings these, these things in my head. And, and I think like, yeah, I mean, that's why like going to the gym is so good. Like Dude, really yeah, going to the gym, like or doing this podcast, doing something, creating, like letting that built up energy balance you know because if if like for example fighting right like what are you doing you're 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 unconscious it's almost like compensatory as i said compensatory thing where it's like the balancing that has to happen because if it doesn't happen you're gonna end up like it, it's just it, it's gonna be like a possession almost of your yeah. personality i mean yeah it builds up it builds up and i've noticed in myself where you know things that happen in my daily life that you know the stress and things that you experience at work and things like that if you don't let if you don't balance out that energy with something like remind yourself of who you are where you are it's just you're gonna start lashing out on your loved ones yeah it's one of the things that's gonna happen it's just like because that energy has to go out somewhere it summer, has to yeah. go out and it's going to go out in the remark that you're going to make to your like your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Like when they <laughs> do something so simple and like a joke or something and then you're just like triggers you. You don't even yeah. know that yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm in such a good mood. But no, you're not in a good mood. Yeah. You're lying to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's like such a and that's something that I, I've kind of been thinking about as well. And I think like, yeah, that's one of the biggest reasons why you should be able to channel this energies right in in, through your work something creative and i think like people should have something like that in their life where they do something creative and embodied movement that's why ancient greeks i mean they were all athletes basically i mean like wrestling like healthy mind healthy body about yeah, uh, the healthy mind yeah <laughs> spend I, yeah i don't know who it was i think like someone said they, they they spend like more time wrestling than like the philosophers you know it's like more time yeah. wrestling than than actually philosophizing in a way like it's um yeah and, and i and all all this stuff it's just lost it's been lost and and we're kind of like caught up in this trauma of like the modern life, the elections and who's in charge now and the stocks and money, 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 the rat race I said
0: before. Oh my God. Yeah, And saying what you like also what we were talking about, it is true. We are not like only body or only mind. We're like a soul in a body having this human experience, like put together in this earth to go through whatever we need to go through to like learn something, to like, be better to like get into this type of excess excess oh my god how do you say it existentialism yeah thank you um bladder or or plate where you have to uh, like understand try to understand what you're supposed to be doing here you know what I mean? Like of, this is very spiritual and deep, but like at the end of the day, it's our work as an individual to do this. Like of course, like I mean, you could be crazy enough and go and live in the wilderness. That will be up to you. But for the normal human, I don't think that's a that's very factual because you have other people that depend on you, and also you depend on other people. Of course, we're social beings. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like when we said, like before is like try to understand and cultivate your own self of being and don't let yourself be so manipulated by whatever is happening on your surroundings. This has always been like that and it will always be like this Mm -hmm. because it is like that. What you have to do is like try to separate yourself from it at the same time while leaving yourself in it. It sounds very weird, but it's the reality of the situation. Like it's you and the world it's you in the world it's not the same
2: shit yeah. again i think that's related to like questioning like try to understand the influences or whatever you're doing cuz the thing that you just mentioned that's i i think that it's super interesting about like how how competitive people were back then but i think now like the the competition just switched like back then people would compete to gonna win this war or like who's gonna be the best fighter or like who's gonna create like (laughs) even in the yeah even in the renaissance like who would create the most like interesting masterpiece or whatever i think now the competition is only about like signaling like who's gonna signal like most success and success is weirdly defined by the assets you have or like okay i got this nice car i wear these cool brands or like i have the latest phone or I travel to these islands or like mm-hmm. countries. And that's the the definition of success is is way different from yeah. their success back then. And this the definition switched from all the previous eras, basically. And I think now also the perspective of failure is what's stopping many people from actually exploring these things because we perceive failure as a bad thing and we only have this survivorship bias like okay we need to do this because that's more comfortable and we have like some examples of people who reach that kind of thing and they they succeeded but again if, if you're not questioning these um influences because I think it's ingrained in us since we were childs. child like as a kid you would go to school there is one teacher and I would I would just name like my Uh, my background like in Morocco in in public schools you would have between 30 and 40 people and just imagine like one teacher teaching 30 or 40 people there is no customized teaching there are no workshops you're just doing the things that you need to do in class like you need to go and do homeworks. you're all studying the same way you're all studying the same thing and are we gonna be like the same product at the end like Maybe it's, it's good for 10% or like 20% or let's say 50% of the students. But what about the others? What they're going to do? I think all my academic background... Sorry, Aslan. No. Worries. But it, it hits differently when I when I think about, <laughs> about... Especially like the orientation in schools or like the guidance that you get from teachers or like the guidance that you get from people. For example, I've done physics in in my high school i was so bad at anything related to science
3: you're describing my experience yeah dude definitely <laughs> All of our and i've
2: done it because the most safe thing for me like the safest option would be to just join the bandwagon what's the bandwagon well most people are doing sciences because it sounds cool because um it has more uh orientation path and i asked the teacher And now I'm questioning, like, back then I just trusted the teacher's feedback, like, he said, yeah, do physics because you will have more options to explore after high school. But this guy didn't even ask me about my grades, how I'm doing back then in these subjects, like, he was just like, okay, do this because it's, you know, like, you have, you have a higher chance of doing something afterwards. But I sucked and then... When I when I wanted to go to uni, I was thinking about okay, what 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 is the safest option for me? Like I don't have that was my thinking back then. Like I don't have to do much work, but I need to get the diploma at least. So I was like, okay, English. You know, like like let me just do English, and I I was not like reading books. I was not doing anything useful, but I managed to succeed just because I had like this basic knowledge of the language itself. But this is like not to blame teachers but i think they have an important role in like the guidance they're given to students of course and the whole system like the system as a whole
0: the education system though feels like a standardization of humans into creating them for labor
2: yeah which is very it's making copies basically it's it's just producing the same mass based on what they need very
0: like crazy because if you think about it it's like you bring this natural wonderful little kid who literally just came into this world full of like excitement seeing everything for the first time mm. you know how you see a kid and they're like Wah! this do you remember when you're a kid and you you, you saw three that it was so big and you got so impressed this wonder in the, in their eyes mm. this is literally murdered in school mm. this idea and concept at least back when I grew up, it was more. I think now it's a little bit less, but it's still kind of it. It's like killing the inner child. Oh, yeah. L- literally. Yeah. It's killing the inner child of each person, each individuality of each person to create the common.
2: Yeah. Because like if, if you feel that you're you're a bit workers. different, if if you feel that you're a bit different, then you're going to question yourself. Like something is wrong with you. You're not going to think about the 40 people. Like the whole classroom is is different if you're just questioning and that's that's what happens in also like when it comes to beliefs or like systems if you're the only one if you think that you're the only one because normally a lot of things are taboos and you don't you don't get to discuss them with with other people like we're doing now but if you're just having these thoughts by yourself and you think that no one is giving a fuck about what you're thinking about you would just question yourself like maybe i'm the weird guy in this In this society, you know, like I'm having these thoughts and probably I should just go back to join the bandwagon because Mm -hmm. that's, again, that's the safest option that you can do. And back to this effect of just joining the... Sorry, guys. (coughs) No problem. Fuck. Okay. (laughs) Going back to this idea of joining the bandwagon. The bandwagon. The bandwagon. bandwagon. Joining the bandwagon. Yeah. I'm not in my best state today, but it's not going to be an excuse, we're still doing the podcast, so yeah, Um, I just had like this thought of, you know, like how bad you would feel when you don't get like a good grade, but I remember now in high school, well, especially that, you know, like at the age of 15, 16, it's also like an age of you like growing up and you start like building your personality and stuff, and I remember this this idea of If it happens to all of us, then it's super fine. Like, no one is going to be that worried about (laughs) it. And I remember in some certain, like, math exams when I was in in a public school, like, public high school, um, we all had bad grades, and everyone was just making fun, and everyone was super chill, super happy, because if it affects all of us the same way, then we're super fine. Like, no one is going to judge individuals, and no one is just going to say, like, you're all stupid, you know? Like, the teacher might say it, and we're just, like laugh you know because it's well it's nonsense but it's so comfortable when something even a bad thing happens to the mass society but when it comes to individuals like you're the only one who didn't get a good grade Do you always say like as an excuse well i was not the only one
0: yeah you know yeah like, yeah it's yeah. like oh man you i don't know you broke a bicycle yeah but i was not the only one there were also and that's that's
2: how you that. would justify many things that you're doing in life yeah, exactly especially when it comes to like I don't know, wearing certain brands, like why would you wear it? Well, you know, especially with, with again the yeah. mass media. Yeah. Like if they want to control you to um I don't know, now you have influencers and the influencers have the niche that these people need. So for example, a clothing line that is doing like um I don't know, like gym uh gym clothing, for example, they would go to the influencers who owns this kind of mm-hmm. audiences and they would just sell you what, what they want because well, there is there is a kind of trust, and these people, like the audience, look up to these influencers, so they would they would trust their choices, and that's like that's a small small scheme, right? But in in the grand scheme, if you think about all these media outlets like TV and radio and the things that I just mentioned before, like if they wanna if the system wants to put. No, I'm talking about the system and the matrix and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the matrix. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like it, like the matrix. The matrix. But if, if you think about like, the system can easily put the information they want you to see and the information they want you to consume, and you're not gonna have any critical thinking. And now again, I'm, I'm I think I'm all over the place in this you're in this podcast. I know, <laughs> but I I just remembered this this post like on a Facebook page that was super interesting for me uh-huh. that I still remembered. I was I was a kid. So this page shared like a post with a negative caption, mm-hmm. right? It's like they were doing a test of people. They, mm-hmm. they had like a large audience. So it's the same picture. They put like a negative caption and everyone was insulting in comments, you know, like everyone was being super negative. And then they went to another page with the same kind of audience. They put the same picture with a positive caption and everyone was supporting this idea. So if you think about it, there is no critical thinking in these people's minds. Like they just follow, okay, the caption is like this. So this is how I should react to this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I don't know if you get what I'm saying or not. Yeah, yeah. I do
0: get it. Sorry, sorry. This is the ship. The, the, the how do you say it? It's the ship dilemma the ship like a ship like a bear ship Mm -hmm. like everybody behaves looks and does the same thing yeah and it's same direction same very well like emphasized on social media yeah because if you see in social media another thing like following up I don't want to sound like an asshole ladies but now if you see all these Instagram models they kind of look the same they have type of the same type of nose, yeah, the same beauty standards, the, the same is the same... It doesn't matter what yeah. color of skin they have, yeah, they're yeah. physically starting to look very, very similar, yeah. which is,
2: like, dangerous. Mm-hmm. It is scary, yeah. but it is the same and thing. And it, it keeps changing, like, I think at a certain time it was, like, the skinniest girl that would be the most beautiful... And then it's moved, like, to, okay, it need, she needs to be, like, curvy and stuff. But, uh, and do, then the, the beauty standards the just lips, keep changing. With the big lips tiny nose. Yeah. And
0: everybody's doing this kind of shit, at least that you see on social media. And it's, like, it only takes one for everyone else to follow. Mm. You know what I mean? Especially in this, like, sheep mentality where, like, that you can see it very well, like, acting in social media. As mm. you said, in this Facebook group, it's impressive how, like, literally, like, the connotation of a message can change like mm. this. You can redirect people however you want to, which is like, if you don't question everything that you see, then you're just least easily pushed
3: over the edge.
0: Yeah, which is it is it is insane. I'm sorry and thank you. <laughs> no,
3: it's fine. It's not so interesting, guys. I mean, like, um, I've been well. The the theme that you've been discussing, like, using all these examples, yeah. is the tendency to like conform to society right like the our 10 and the way also like i mean these days people are taught like we're talking about school systems and stuff like that Mm. in a way i mean society teaches you to mimic and flock into groups as well and this could be super dangerous if if people are all you want mike
0: sorry but before like going back into the ancients because we used to think they like talk about the ancients yeah. before in ancient time it used to be homeschool <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. you got your values yeah. and your trade and your education according to the family that you lived in because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was the family who taught you uh-huh. and then if you had money they would take you point. to a philosophical college or whatever or you will go as a warrior depending on the society that you were right now since three years you're going into the system for education which is very different the same thing that we were talking before between the collective and masses it is very different to have your pillars of education be from home mm-hmm. and then literally mm-hmm. just like you know like fin- the finishing touches on like into like this university or college you you, you know what i mean
2: yeah. i i have the best quote for this i don't know i don't remember who said this but um this person said um in life you get you get the first no, you, you go to different schools. The first school is your parents, so you learn from your parents. The second school is like the actual school, like you get to learn from teachers and from the people around you. And the third school is life, and life contradicts the first two schools yeah. that, that you went to, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So what life teaches you basically based on the events or the obstacles you go through in life, you find this huge contradiction between what you learned at home and what you learned at school. Sorry, Aslan, yeah. you can go. Yeah. Um, where was I? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, the
3: tendency to conform to society. I mean, it's uh, it's a. I would say yeah, a recent thing. And it, the, the, I mean, also a lot of these things, the bad things that are happening in our society. I mean, the, the, this you know the protests that you mentioned i mean this mass mentality of people to flock up and i think jung also talked about um people who are imbalanced in a similar way tend to flock together as well yeah. like they, they they just kind of like he he said i think mag they're magnetically drawn to each other yeah 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 exactly it's it's that thing and and if you feel same kind of resentments and like feelings of incompetence and uh, whatever the negative fe- because for people usually the number one thing that um that needs to be uncovered before you can actually like well, start working on yourself. I mean it's it's the the the, the, the negative things about yourself, the things that the feelings of incompetence and the feelings of like inadequacy and for a lot of people those kind of feelings if they're unresolved you know you flock together and you start you know projecting it on whatever it is i mean you also with the ideologies nowadays i mean there's Mm -hmm. whatever cause you want you know get together and you know start firing um yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah it's it's very much um that and then also like what you mentioned about the media control i mean that's a whole another topic that I think we can also touch upon at some point in mm-hmm. the future it's very interesting with the, the manufacturing consent um, I think um, what was the guy's name who wrote it um, I forgot but um, manufacturing consent is a really good book about how the whole entire system of the media and it's created in a way to keep people at a certain level you know mm-hmm. intellectually mm-hmm. and and keep Fear. them yeah. With fear, control, manipulated. Yeah. Noam Chomsky was the guy who wrote it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's very, when I first like learned about it, it was a fascinating thing. I'm like, wow. So you have this, like, you know, few people at the top who are like, we can't let these people, you know, have Realize. their own unique, uh, you know, thoughts. And like, it's dangerous. Realize their power. We cannot have individual peoples realize the power they have
0: on this world because if they actually realize it then there's no way we can actually control them so how do we just keep them in the level that we want them in the plane we just yeah. keep them
3: fucking numb yep that's another that's another huge thing at play here um yeah media it's it's just it, it exacerbates already existing um problems where we're so close to each other we are taught to mimic each other Yeah. Um, and also I mean biologically we have a natural thing yeah, yeah. of mimicking each other it's also like a huge factor that plays into this but with the modern society where everyone's just kind of like close to each other with social media you're close to people you've never even met it's yes. a weird thing like, it's very fucking weird um, and it just, it just creates a complete mess in your head so and I think like um, one of the I mean you can see in society we have a lot of different movements as well that are you know like the te- the, the the primal uh, you know the, the um, what do you call it like uh, movement the primal movement like people trying to go back to the way ancient people living yeah, yeah like um, um and it's all very good i mean it's it's all this i mean it's all like a very needed much needed thing like waking up with the sun like yeah, yeah. Uh, you know you can push it to however extremes you know you want but like ideally that's what I mean, biologically and physiologically and mentally and everything. I mean, it's 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 the it's those things that keep us happy our in a spirit. happy state. Our spirit, our yeah. our whole we're whole. We're in a better position to tackle life's challenges, and um, yeah. And then the worst case horror scenario of it is the, yeah, that what what happened to people in the beginnings of the industrial revolution. I mean, that was like the the epitome of. <sighs> The, the horror that, yeah. that happened, you know? And, then, and the uh, father of social media of social media is the telegraph.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, because in the Industrial Revolution, they created the telegraph where they could, like, message people from the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. And they realized that the world actually is not that big. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, slowly, little by little, it evolved into this different type of communication. Yeah. And this evolved into
3: something else. And eventually yeah we are and where we are yeah and the, the, also the biggest realization of course is that you know you like it's such a weird thing like the realization that oh i'm not special i'm you know and it's like it's 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 somehow also there was this moment at some point in time where it kind of still is among like the atheist circles it's a big thing like it was so edgy you know to be like yeah you're not special you know and i i realized that we're not special that and you're just another one yeah yeah but it's beautiful it's like <laughs> i mean like they have a certain type
0: of point there that yeah. means that no one else is better than anyone else yeah. i totally agree with that but everyone is different yeah everyone has its own thing yeah everyone i don't want to use the word special because yeah. then it is it sounds very like cliche yeah, again yeah. but everybody's unique yeah for sure for sure Like, that's, that's, that's true. I mean, even,
2: even in terms of language, you cannot say that someone is unique -er or the Yeah, you know, like there is, there is only unique, like we're all unique. We're humans. On our way. We're a
0: species, we're humans and we're different and unique in our own different traits. And that makes us beautiful. And we should embrace these differences between each other and love each other, not create this type of hatred, Mm. which just takes us one against the other according to the the skin color according to our culture according to our religion which is more easily controlled and manipulated if you think about it that we're in war (coughs) in constant war with our with ourselves instead of like seeing the big picture
2: yeah talking talking about this point of like especially we're talking about like the grand scheme of things yeah but like just sometimes even on small smaller scales you can see that People are not welcoming this idea of um, having an individual who's different in a certain culture. So, for example, the I would famous ju- black ship. Well, let me let me just give you an example of uh, something I just saw um, yesterday. So, there is this old rapper. He's he's a pioneer. He was he was super good. He's called Millie Mill, and he was in this um, group that they they started the movement of conscious rap. For example and um in 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 this song it, it it was it was called the message but they they started this movement of like okay now mcs are not just like trying to hype the crowd but they're also saying something significant to yeah convey a certain message right so he said something really it made some noise in in the in the hip-hop scene which is he was he was talking about eminem and he was saying the only reason why Eminem is in um, people's like favorite um or like top MC's list is just because he's white.
0: A white rapper, right? Yeah.
2: They said because just he's he's a white rapper. And I remember this um this interview of fifty cent, he was he was talking about Eminem and he said it like really clearly. He said um, hip hop music is um like it's it's coming from black people like it's 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 a black culture there is there is no doubt and black artists or black rappers cannot accept the idea that a white guy would he's just come than them. and is doing it better than them yeah and that's just fact <laughs> but you see this idea of like mass societies or like tribes or like cultures even if you're doing the same thing even if you're abiding to the same rules which is like he's super good in terms of like storytelling conveying messages multisyllabic crimes like whatever eminem is is a goddamn MC, you know like you no. you cannot say something against his skills right but because he's different like skin color let's say then we have a problem we have an issue and many people had this conversation of like okay eminem is a guest in the house of hip-hop and that's something he addressed in his last album but that's also a good example of like you're doing actually the same thing but there is one difference between you and the other people but then you would still feel that you're not welcome in this society or in this culture
0: yeah i, I know we know actually that this is a very uh, delicate subject and topic when we talk about like the history of humanity and how we have been horrible to each other with different nations towards different nations with different races towards different races we understand that like like totally like believe me I think we have lifted ourselves in a certain way or other. At least like I, I know like I have, you know? And um, the whole idea of this is that by generating this type of hatred difference that makes us separate ourselves, even in our own society, even in our own tribe, if you want to quote unquote this, mm-hmm. it makes easier to just like filtrate these type of messages and move us in the direction that they want to move us. When I talk about this, of course, are, I know we're still talking about the matrix and the system and this kind of stuff, but this this is all a consequence of literally a mass society. This is all a consequence of this type of of direction that the, in, like the hu- humanity has taken. Don't get me wrong, of course there's some good things, that, like Like I said, life is not white and black. Life is different tonalities in gray. But we have to pay attention to these little details because these little details are important. And if we don't do it, eventually, this will fuck us up. And as a species, this will fuck us up. Mm. There's a difference. Like, as I said, like a collective and whatever. You know, there's something called a hive mentality like what bees and wasps and these type of insects actually have, that they work for the good of the colony, the good of the beehive, the good of, of the queen, like before, like in, in the ancients, what Plato used to say about the philosophical king, that democracy it is corrupted because democracy shouldn't be given to a certain amount of people because mm-hmm. back at the time it was supposed to be only literally educated men 40 years plus but because they had different types of interests democracy was not actually in its totality pure so he talked about the philosophical king this pure entity that will like give judgment according to how he felt philosophically speaking that it deserved it you know like king solomon in ancient israel and these type of yeah. things it's like democracy now it's it is so very well transformed and deformed to what actually it was, and I understand to give voice to the people, but to the individual people, because if you give it to the masses, then there is actually no voice.
2: Yeah, that's that's a really good point because this this critique from um, from Plato about democracy, it also it gives you some guidance on how to think about society like okay if, if we talk about democracy we say that it's it's the best and well we live in uh like democracy and everyone can vote and everyone can um like the mass would would always win but is that is that really a good thing like imagine if if half the population don't have enough tools or wisdoms or like just well let me let me structure my idea let's say that that half the population are not enlightened enough or they don't know what's best for their community or for their country and they're allowed to vote and let's say there is there is a small portion of people who are actually enlightened and they know what like long term wise what works better then it's it's unbalanced because you have more than half of the people they don't know they don't know shit they're just voting and they feel that this is this is what what's gonna work for them but also like going back to the same kind of influence they're also influenced by the system that wanted to create them this way to keep the same pattern of people going through the same thing
0: this is a very subject topic to be honest because we're getting a little bit into politics yeah but i mean and we don't want to get into politics but i mean not today at least not today at least yeah (laughs) it is interconnected yeah Yeah, of course like at the end of the day is you know like society is this living system with different ramifications here and there that generates this reality like not society this reality it is Mm. like that which involves everything and everywhere and everyone which is very like impressive that we're part of a whole but we're also away from it Mm -hmm. and that's the beauty of life i guess and we're saying this about like all the philosophy we have read about our life experiences about how we how we perceive like you have your own opinions you know what i mean we live in this world beautiful world where you can you are entitled to experience whatever life has given you but in a general abstract of the world of the of the word abstract we do live in this um, parameter where the moment we are born till the moment we are die we, die, we have to constantly figure out what the fuck is this mm. at the end of the day this is called life and what is this that we are involved in with other humans you know what I mean? like yeah and I think I think I would like to for myself I guess to finish with this would be like what please say his name again Kierkegaard Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this guy. Uh, is a uh, dude. I this cannot pronounce his last name. Them. Just go. <laughs> Sorry, I love the. I loved the dude, but I cannot. I cannot pronounce his his yeah. last name. I apologize. Um, I wish that on my grave might be put the individual.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was just gonna talk yeah. about the individual.
3: It's yeah. What a synchronicity. Um. Yeah. I mean. I think also for me uh, I was going to say is the the main thing I think and we're talking about democracy the masses and all that I mean I think the main thing that people need to come to realization of, of the it's the importance of the individual because it's so easy to look at groups of people I mean it's mm. a really big thing now as well with like you know, groups, like, you, you, I, I identify you as part of a group rather than as a person, and then I project onto you every, everything that I hate about myself, and then you're part of a group, so it's just the individual is completely lost in, in that picture, it's just nothing, and then you have a bunch of groups of people projecting their things on each other, and I think this is the worst, obviously, in, in America than compared to European countries although I, it's getting I mean pretty bad as well in UK I would say and um, but um but yeah the the I think what Jung would say about um the 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 current state uh, and of the society at large is still what he said and I think this speaks of his unbelievable like, um, intelligence and ability to feel like currents running in society that his message is still kind of relevant mm. is is the focus on the individual and as an individual what y- what you have to do is focus on your inner self and and he talked about this thing like small the door that goes inwards is very small it's very hard to find it but that is the mission of the individual, um, and 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 it's part of the individuation. And um, and the main thing you talked about in all these issues about the the you know the society and democracy and, and protests and everything, it's about our own inner shadow, our mm. own the darker sides of ourselves which we do not come to grips with, do not integrate into our conscious self and when that's not done you're going to start projecting it you're going to your personality's going to change so it's it's like a volcano that's kind of needs to, needs to erupt mm. you know and it's just building up and then you know and and that 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 insane explosion i mean it's it's it was that was the 20th century um that was the the world wars and um yeah that was yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah, and um, and and in a way, today what what's happening, I think it's kind of somewhat reminiscent of it. I mean, the, some of the things that are like brewing up, you know, it's it's very much. I think we're we're gaining more awareness, and we're learning a lot as well, which is really good. And I think like I'm hopeful that there are people today, and I I my hope is with the individuals, the people, mm. you know, because. Yeah and and the focus has to be on individuals and when we're talking we want to talk to every one of you the people who are listening to this and it's 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 the realization that you know if something is fucked up in the world in my society in my family in my country it's i am i need to look into myself i am Mm. the solution to Mm. this and that is what i'll end with as well
2: yeah good stuff um i think just worth mentioning about also like the jungian perspective about the concept of individuation is that um he also believes that you should not strive for perfection but you should strive for completion like you need to be yeah. complete and this mission is a lifelong mission like it's it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be a work in progress and that's also um aligned with um with the sociological perspective of um post which is um, the path to individuation is gonna take you forever, but it's it's a good constant change on yourself. Like again, like the one percent better every day. That's that's better than no no change at all.
3: Yeah, it's 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 like constant rebirth. I mean, mm-hmm. of yourself in a way, right? Burning and rebirth, burning and oh, rebirth.
2: Yeah, yeah. And from my side, I also have a good ending. Um, for my my part, at least, when it comes to individuation, which is um, basically, guys, you didn't remind me of telling you the thing about Zarathustra, oh, but I it. just reminded myself. <laughs> and count on yourself as an individual. As an don't, individual. Yeah. Yes. Don't, don't expect something from other people, especially if they're yes. Aslan and Adriano. <laughs> but um, so, in thus spoke Zarathustra. When when this guy find like Zarathustra finds his um, disciples and he started like teaching them um at some point he would tell them all like okay don't follow me again like be ashamed of my perspective go find yourselves and they're like that's a bit surprising like even when when you read the chapter you're like okay this is the wisest guy there and he he taught them everything and now he's just telling them like okay like basically just just fuck off and don't don't look for me don't don't think about me and the idea is basically even if you think that you get like the wisdom and you're enlightened also have, have some, some have a room of challenge in these beliefs or these ideas. And I think this, this happened to all of us. Like when you read the book or firstly, like you discover, like when I discovered Freud, I was like, Oh shit, that's enlightenment, you know? And mm-hmm. then I found Jung and I'm like, yeah. that's another kind of enlightenment, you know? But you should have this, this um this perspective and this um this analogy of just like okay i need to keep improving and there is no absolute truth there is no ultimate truth i should just keep digging and the the best example of that is like socrates like okay i i need to strive i need to keep looking for for knowledge i need to challenge people to give me their knowledge and also that is Um, the best way of doing it is also like just just listen to what people have to say like sometimes okay you have your own ideas but by listening you're getting more knowledge instead of just talking for the sake of talking just to signal for example especially in mass societies like everyone is trying to give knowledge to people rather than than listening right and also one of the last thing that I wanted to mention is um, about the ...individuation process or um, this this path, and I think you mentioned something about balance, like you should try to balance life... ...because you should not just focus on one thing and keep doing the same thing without, you know, have some kind of diversity. Like, okay, I need to work to earn money, but I, I, I need to take care of my health, I need to socialize with, with people. The path to individuation could could be taken to a bit like a kind of extreme that would make you like selfish or lonely. And uh, Nietzsche warned about this, like also mentioned um, the importance of, of finding balance in, in this path. So I think individuation as, as a process is correlated to the things that we mentioned before, because if you wanna understand individuation, you need to go back and understand the persona, you need to understand the ego, you need to understand the shadow. And I like how this is super fucking interesting that everything is correlated but at the same time you're like okay when i thought that i figured out what i should work on i found out like there are many other aspects yeah it's like the pieces of a puzzle basically you know and
3: and and i think like for us as well i mean with every episode that we do we're touching up on things and we want to you know explore every topic in detail as well so we're gonna try to like explore individuation in detail as a separate topic and explore you know the ego, the shadow. Well, the shadow we did, but we could actually do a lot yeah. more episodes on it. Honestly, yeah. it's it's pretty in depth. Um, we could, yeah. I mean, and that's what we're doing, and I think like, um, as well for the podcast. I mean, we're learning a lot. I just also wanted to mention that definitely. As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through yeah. conversation, through like the readings that we're doing. And I was thinking about it as well. I mean, you know, like, I I think there, you know, there are two, there, there are two ways you can categorize, like, um, interests, primary interests in your life. I think I've been very, very focused on, like, the reality and the day-to-day, like, career and, mm. you know, for the last two years, probably, something like that, I've been very, very aggressively focused on improving my craft and the skills and learning everything for that he's a good designer by the way guys. <laughs> um and but then i kind of neglected the the sort of conceptual and like um yeah like what we're self-fulfillment doing now, basically we're doing, yeah, yeah yeah. what we're doing now and i think there's 100 percent a name f- to this and some some latin or greek yeah. greek you know terminology for this you know uh, i think that's the... that's literally
2: self-actualization because we're yeah. doing we're doing we're doing something different than than what what the norm is expecting from us like also society and stuff and i think the idea of the podcast is basically dude like we discussed self-sabotage that's something we overcame with the podcast we're doing more research and we're getting more knowledge and we're understanding ourselves more and we're understanding the others as well and the thing that we talked about the last man we're also creating something like that's that's a form of creation loving the process and loving the process thanks adriano loving the process I'm loving the process. I am fucking Dude. loving this process, yeah. man. I, I mean,
0: every <laughs> every 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 single minute I spend
3: on it is is wonderful.
2: Yeah,
0: definitely. It is super dope. Thank you,
3: guys. I have to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to the people who are listening oh, wow. to this, wherever you are. Thank you so much. And we want to do our best and as much as we can, you know, to give you the best listening experience and Mm -hmm. interesting conversations and a lot of other cool things in the future um and uh yeah i think
2: yeah uh, thank you all and uh waiting for your feedbacks and also put in the comment section if you're listening on or if you're watching this on youtube put in the comment section maybe the topics that you want us to discuss because we're open to discuss anything basically in the podcast And, um, well, if you're listening on Spotify, on other platforms, just share it with your friends and uh, tag us on Instagram. Thank
0: you again. And don't forget, we're The Human Library.
2: Peace out. Good stuff. (laughs) See ya. Dude, I didn't mention any references that I had in my talks. But, dude, it was very fucking cool. It was amazing.
1: It was was a very good podcast. And I'm pissing myself. (laughs)